churches a uh, couple of days. Always a time to look back. And one of the highlights of 2012, of course, is the Sunday night. It's uh, the Olympics. Uh, this summer, back in the Olympics. Uh, back in the Olympics. Uh, always been inspired. Uh, as Thank you. 
And he began to pray that the Spirit would get over him. He took place in the current leader of the, the, the uh, reign hero of his country and earned a trip to Rome for the 1960 game. This is a while ago. Um, but he was very uniformed. He was excited. In Rome, they did not disappoint the fellow in the he didn't just win the gold. He set a new world record. The marathon of two hours, 16 minutes, 15 seconds. Running barefoot through the streets of Rome. Well, so they asked me how he made it all streets. He said, I want the world to know that my country, Ethiopia, has always won with determination and heroism. He was the first African. The joy of men more than covers the cost of running the race. Not all athletes got the win medal to be inspired. In 1968, October 20th, about 17 years, Mexico City was hosting the Olympics. It's beginning to get dark and cooling off, and the last of the marathon runners was in the system away first aid stations. And a man named Mono Walby from Ethiopia, another Ethiopian, known this guy's name. He had started to cross the finish line, moving into the 26 mile marathon. He was a strong, but he gave him started. He said, spectators were beginning to believe that there were police cameras and whistles through the gate entering the stadium. And so they paused and they looked towards the police as this lone runner wearing the collars of men from New York came limping into the stadium. His name was John Stephen of Harbaugh. For all of these men, the history of my life. Do you know what I'm talking about? He was the last man to finish the marathon in 1968. His leg was bandaged and bloody. He had taken a bad fall early in the race. And now, with all he could do, he made his way around the track. The crowd stood. Those who were still there stared and applauded as he completed that last lap. When he finally crossed the finish line, one person, there's always somebody in the crowd who's got to ask. It was all amazing. Why didn't you quit? Why didn't you give up? And John, he said, and he said, my country did not send me 7,000 miles to start a race. They sent me to finish. Or at least, in this case, the joy of finishing in spite of his injury. More than covering the cost of running the race. We all have to follow Jesus 
prepared the way for all the situations. Several passages in the Bible. When he says this kind of Philippians chapter 3, after encouraging the, the Christians in the church in the city of Philippi to keep teaching and to keep pressing on, the Apostle Paul says, I must not already attend to all this. I have not arrived at my goal, but I press on. He takes hold of that for which Christ takes hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and turning toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I haven't been to the finish line yet, but I am pushing and pressing to get there. He says all of us who are mature should take that kind of view. As he near the end of his life, he told Peter, in the place of ministry, Paul wrote, said, I have fought a good fight. In both these texts, you can hear Paul saying, the joy of meeting more than ever the cross. And I think we've been making our way through the passages in the book of Hebrews, and this morning is no different. This is the last stop here in Hebrews, and we come now. This passage in Hebrews chapter 12 uses that same word picture, a picture of running the race to describe the life that we are challenged to live as we follow Jesus. This is what he says. The author says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured, who endured death. Let me say that again. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In this struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. Where did he get? For Jesus, even as he faced dying on the cross, the joy of winning more than others. Following Jesus like running a race is going to be competition. But the joy that God has set before us is more than covered and more than compensated for the sacrifice that God has made. So, in what ways, someone is asking themselves or me, in what ways is following Jesus like a race? What will it cost you? That's a good question. And what joy will it take? What I have to do. 
His grace cost them their freedom. It cost people their freedom and their lives to follow Jesus. How could you ever think about something that was going to change that? They could have lost the country. They would be people who did not understand. There would be people who perhaps made fun of them. There would be people who reject them.
Thank you. 